Hello, everyone. It's a great pleasure for me to have a conversation today with the Oliver Schneider Trio, with two members of that trio. We have Oliver Schneider himself and also Benjamin Nifunega, or Oli and Benny for short. So welcome virtually to the University of Hong Kong. Thank you, Daniel. Hello. Hi. Now, it's a great pity that uh, you're not able to come here and give your concert, which I was really looking forward to, you know. Um, but we are going to make sure that you will come and next year and we'll reschedule the program. But before we continue with our conversation, maybe you can just introduce the program that you would have played were you here uh, right now uh, in Hong Kong. It seemed to me a great program to celebrate Beethoven's 250th birthday this year. Well, thank you. Um, yes, um, it's Beethoven's, uh, Beethoven's anniversary, as everybody knows. And um, we're sorry for the great Ludwig that, that um, his anniversary year kind of uh, falls into the Corona Abyss. Um, we would have played an early trio. Um, it's called the Gassenhauer. Uh, a trio which is originally composed for clarinet, uh, cello, and piano, uh, and it can also uh, be played by by the classic uh, uh, piano trio. Um, that's uh, a milestone of his of his uh, early period, um, and then two milestones of his Beethoven's second uh, period: the Ghost and the Archduke trios. Um, so it's like the, the three named trios we would have played. And uh, we would have loved to come and we are very sad. We cannot be there in October, but we will definitely be there next year. And it's great, to, yeah, it's great to uh, celebrate Beethoven this year. It's such a pity that we can't do it properly. Yeah. But actually... But, 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 uh, you know, it, it, Beethoven anniversary is... Um, you 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 pick any year. It's always Beethoven anniversary, so, so true. it's going to be. That is so true. <laughs> what what do you think was Beethoven's own uh, contribution I think, to this genre of the, the the piano trio? Because I think he played a very significant uh, role in in that. I think um, for us, it's uh, it's really the um, the way he handles the instruments individually, which which, which makes uh, these trios such. Um, uh, a major step in the piano trio repertoire. Um, when you look at the Haydn trios, that actually, you know, brought the trios as a as an ensemble really into into the main main repertoire. Um, the instruments were handled, of course, with a very soloistic piano, as as we always have uh, a kind of soloistic violin and and a more um, baseline um, cello. And Beethoven really, um, really started to to set the trio up as three individually strong um, and uh, also lyric instruments, which which uh, makes it um, so exciting for 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 a trio to play, and unbelievably difficult. I remember the time when we started to, I'm sure you remember when we started to play the, oh, yeah. the Beethoven trios. The first couple rehearsals were only there to actually get our head around the kind of sound you need to produce and in a very difficult um, uh, instrumental position always because he, he, ha he has this awkward uh, 
quality of writing very uncomfortable things for the strings, uh, I'm sure also for the piano, which actually originally do not sound well. And just to get over these over this, um, uh, obstacles, obstacles uh, we, we needed uh, quite a bit. And, and, uh, um, but but it's a it's a it's it's a deep, deep connection uh, one one has to build to this composer because you have to get through so many problems uh, to be able to perform it. Then your program is wonderful in, in that it, you know it has this early piece, the Opus Eleven, that uh, reminds us that the trio was actually a very popular genre. I mean, it was a very sort of amateur thing that people would play at home, and this was you know the the, the final. Movement is a variation based on a very, very popular tune that people would be singing in the taverns and in the streets. And then you move on to like the, the big named trios, right? The, the Ghost and the Archduke. And that really is a substantial statement. I mean, do you want to say something about those two um, trios and what kind of statement Beethoven is trying to make now in this genre that seemed to be such a kind of amateur, popular genre before? Well, um, but by the time he, he composed his uh, two Opus 70 trios, he was, was in a state of experiment. And especially in the, in the first trio, the Ghost trio, um, he, he went to heights that have never been reached before, especially in, in the, the second movement. Uh, which which gave it its name, uh, Ghost. Um, it was, I think, Czerny, um who was reminded by you know the the first appearance of the the ghost in Hamlet. Uh, that's that's why it it, it has its its name. Um, it is really sort of um, atmospheric music. It's it's music that lifts out of silence uh it plays with silence and sounds um and and it doesn't even go into into thematic uh material so um that's that's a complete completely new concept of composing uh that he establishes there and and it's really i mean also uh, it was the, the fourth and the fifth it was uh, the fourth and the fifth piano concertos were composed at the time. Uh, I think the the seventh symphony was composed at the time. Um, he really, as a freelance musician, he really decided that he has to go beyond what was done before, and he reached new heights and a new, uh, completely new level, which is. Um, still uh, a great miracle and it's an adventure it's always an, an adventure we have played the pieces and recorded the pieces a couple of years ago and still when we're um when we were trying to keep keep them fresh and 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 uh, find new borders and go beyond those borders uh, it's it's a, a great challenge and um it's probably uh, along with the Schubert trios, also with the Brahms, but um, it's it's such a privilege to 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 go that close and and to 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 feel the um, the original idea that led to to these great 
Asterworks. Well, I mean, with these uh, pieces, I mean, what is the most challenging aspects of playing, uh, you know, say the Ghost or, or the Archduke Trio? I mean, you already mentioned that, you know, the, the, the writing is already somehow literally awkward in the way that everything sits. But apart from that, I mean, what is the main challenge here uh, of, of these pieces for you when you rehearse them and then try to interpret them and get them across to an audience? I, I think, uh, as you mentioned, uh, uh, really one of the first big obstacles is, is uh, to find the right sound. Um, to find this, um, there is a very thin line of, of playing um, very crispy and clear, but also um, you, you need to have a lyric quality. And, and if, you, if you lose any of those both poles in, uh, in your playing, you either lose one of the string players against the piano, or um, you, you give the impression of, of uh, only completely harsh playing. So you actually, you actually always need to have an incredible control about your articulation and sound. Um, this, is, this goes for string players. It speaks for itself that a pianist is all the time, of course, uh, you know, that's, that's all he does is <laughs> controlling move his fingers, <laughs> move his fingers <laughs> and controlling every, 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 every bit, uh, every move he makes. The second big obstacle, in, especially in the ghost, is intonation. Because you have these very long lines of absolute, almost uh, in the same register between violin and cello, uh, unisono lines, uh, especially in the slow movement. It's, it is such a struggle to find the right intonation, not only that it, that it is in tune, but that it also speaks, um, in uh, the intonation speaks in terms of what is the characteristic of that movement in, in that, uh, uh, especially in the in the slow movement, where it starts really from, it's such a haunted sound. It, it comes from nowhere, and it's it's like it's in the somewhere somewhere in the back. And to actually reproduce that, you have to play with intonation. You have to play with the mixture between the instruments. So a bit more cello, not a, not too much violin, because if the violin starts to stick out. The impression of wrong intonation comes up. It's a, it's a very strange thing between string players that you actually need to find the right balance. Um, and then also you start and the piano comes in with kind of a, it's quite a stretched uh, high up chord. No, and we, we play a low register for uh, three, four notes. And then the piano comes in with a, this high pitch note and to actually find the right intonation also for the piano that comes in later, it's it's really it is it is so demanding, and that goes on for the whole movement. In Beethoven, really, uh, we, we we talked about this many times. It, it's actually it's interesting. It's 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 a bit similar with Shostakovich. You have this vertical. Um, it, it, you have to be so together vertically because it, it is it is uh, it is written that way. There's a lot of chord changes, a lot of. Um, short notes that actually have to, to lie perfectly above each other. And on the same time, you have these big lyric qualities that come and um, it is so demanding, but it's such a joy actually when, you, when you're in sync and you feel that, that yeah, we, we found our way to, to handle Beethoven. It is really something that's, that's uh, it has a, a very special magic, I would say. And, and if you think that music is a horizontal uh, activity uh, it's 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 an art of time and you go from point a to point z and and you have these 
it's just punctuated by these vertical events. And especially in Beethoven, those vertical events, they have to, they have to be informed by, by a pulse that is shared by the three of us. And in order to find this pulse and the subdivision of long notes, you have to hear the subdivision of long notes. You have to hear between the vertical events. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that is something that takes a lot of time to achieve. Also, there is no there is no margin for error. Somehow, it feels like in 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 um, obviously uh, one always goes for the highest level, whatever composer it, it must be. But but I I would now I I I'm, I might cross the line here, but I, I I would say that if you play a Brahms trio, there is a bigger margin of what sounds together and what doesn't sound together because you have these broad it can be more sounds you can yeah and you can you can really lay into the sound and you can speak a bit later but it sounds full and rich and nice and da 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 with beethoven if you're not together everyone in the concert hall is going to go like like <laughs> this because you hear everything instantly and and we are aware of that that you know that actually is is quite a bit to handle for for your Mind nerves for your nerves <laughs> because uh, you're aware of these things but it's also such a great joy when you when you know that you have you have uh, two colleagues that and, and you, you can trust them and 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 it works and yeah it's fun and scary because in, in classical chamber music i mean you know you have the quartet and you have the trios the, basically the piano trio and the, and the string quartets are the two main sort of units uh in many ways the trio are often seen as the sort of poorer cousin for some reason, right, to quartets. But actually, they're very, very different from the quartets. I'm very interested in how trios work. I mean, what is the kind of relationship between players? What is different about the trio compared to the quartets? Uh, and also the repertory as well. To me, it's a very different type of repertory that you're representing. So can you say a little bit about that? Well, Benny is, is, is a member of a, a string quartet as well, the Julia Fisher Quartet. Uh, he can elaborate on that. Um, for me, in the trio, um, a, a, basic, uh, a basic thing is that as a pianist, I have the, the feeling of playing duo as the strings are really one. In, are really one. And, and I'm lucky enough to have uh, Benny and, and Andy. Uh, who are, you know, we're all I names, <laughs> Oli, Benny, and Andy. That's nice. Um, <laughs> um, I have the luxury that I don't play with two people, but with a like solid string block, um, and I I I never have to retain myself uh, as a pianist um, with 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 other chamber music partners. I always have to. Uh, put a stress on not playing too strong and loud, and and with them I can do anything. I can play like like a piano concerto with a big orchestra. They they are so uh, uh, so strong and so rich in sound that sometimes um, I have to ask them to to be a little kind. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's one of the the big big uh, obstacles in in piano trio is is the balance. A piano, a, a dynamic, a written piano, uh, in a string quartet has a different meaning uh, when you talk about how to play a piano instrumentally than than it is in a piano trio. In a piano trio, you 
the, you you need a constant focus in your sound otherwise you're lost and um, what about the, the dyna dynamics within the group it is um, in our case it's like this that we are three incredibly different personalities we have this uh, this very calm and uh, i always say the conductor conductor mind uh, andreas uh, our our violinist who um, has this uh, this naturally given um, uh, view of, of of the structure of the piece of of um, the, like the, the big picture basically and uh, then we have we have oliver of course who, who has such a vast repertoire also of course as a soloist uh, in the piano trios that um, brings always great quality in, 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 in special musical moments, uh, in uh, context uh, with other with other pieces, you know. And uh, Benny's role, he is he's sort of our alpha animal. Um, and he is he's the one to to lay his finger in the wound. What? You know, he, he really talks about things that don't work. Andy and I were more like generous and think, well, next time it's going to be better. But but Benny is is really keeping us together and 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 uh, keeping us focused um we we all have our specific roles yeah. and and it works well and we're as you said we're completely different personalities but we're also great friends and uh, we see each other not only at the instrument uh, we see each other for beer and party as well well that sounds really nice <laughs> Football is, a, is uh, yeah. a, always and a football, big, uh, <laughs> soccer. Yeah, soccer. Yeah. Well, Shostakovich actually is a great no. soccer fan. Did you know that? I know you've been playing COVID. That's right. He's a, he was mad about soccer. But I, was, I look forward to meeting and hearing the trio then uh, next year, especially to hear the metaphysics that your wonderful group will produce. Um, uh, of course, it's, it's a time of lockdown, so I'm just wondering what you've been doing, you know, during this time because obviously a lot of concerts have been cancelled. Uh, and so what does a trio do, especially one as close-knit as you, I know, as, as the Oliver Schneider trio? I mean, what, what do you do in this time um, when so much has been shut down? Well, obviously, we couldn't perform. Uh, and um, all our concerts were gone. We, we, we did some little concerts now, uh, like with less than 200 uh, people in the audience. Um, but we decided to go to the studio and we recorded uh, some repertoire that we wanted to record eventually, um, but we did it now. And, um, and we recorded pieces that, that were suitable for this state of crisis in a way. The first recording we did with, uh, was uh, Dvorak Dumki trio and uh, Smetana trios. And uh, a couple of weeks later, we recorded uh, both Shostakovich trios. And uh, just last weekend, we recorded uh, the, the Shostakovich quintet with our friends uh, Julia Fischer and uh, Niels Menkemeyer. And um, yeah, for now, I think we are, for this year, we are, we are done probably with recording. But it's, uh, it's something we were able to do at, at a certain point. I mean, the first two months of um, lockdown and lockdown in switzerland was never as extreme as it was uh, let's say in italy or, or in spain we, we were always able to go outside and, and do stuff but we were not able to meet 
we were not supposed to meet so we couldn't rehearse we couldn't we couldn't play chamber music um uh and that in for for myself the first couple of weeks i just i actually i didn't i didn't uh, turn myself to the instrument because i was just there was just somehow no no point and it was also a time that that i needed to to relax and i think it went went uh, like that for a lot of people but uh, i remember when we started talking about maybe maybe doing something with this time that was somehow also given to us by this crisis uh, there was um, after first uh, obstacle to overcome this lethargy 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 uh, it was it was it was really something something very special to actually just come back with the trio rehearse uh, work um, it was it was really special it was it, it was a good thing and uh, that was actually the only thing after May that was constantly somehow around now musically speaking was was the trio. I mean the the programming I mean the recording that you made of the Smetna and the Shostakovich and the Dumki, the Dvorak. I mean, definitely these are very dark works. I mean, you said that they were kind of coronavirus-inspired choices. I mean, the Smetna I know about, you know, is about his young daughter dying of an infectious disease. Uh, and obviously the, the, the Dvorak, I mean, Dumki itself is a kind of um, bohemian lament. I mean, it's, it's a very sad, rhapsodic, uh, kind of piece. Um, Shostakovich, I don't know at all, um, but I guess that's also one of these sad pieces. Is it? I mean, is it like the whole thing is sad? Yeah, it, it's full of lamento, absolutely. Um, but but you know, it's actually um, we we had the desire to really produce uh, deep and deeply felt music, but, but it was also the music that we had in the repertoire and that we could play. Um, um, we, were, we were scheduled to record the Mendelssohn trios and we were very me methodical so far in the last 10 years. We recorded all the Schubert, all the Beethoven, all the Brahms trios and Mendelssohn would have been next. Uh, so we had to postpone that uh, because our recording producer was stuck in New York. Um, so Smetana and, and Dumki, those were pieces that we had played uh, many times in 10 years and uh, those pieces were just ready to go and, and they were a perfect match to the overall situation, absolutely, but, 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 but it wasn't uh, that, that we picked them because of the situation, because they were sad, sad and, and tragic pieces. That's just an accident. Well, there seems to be a lot of tragic trios out there, you know, that you, have, you can play. I mean, in a way, and we talked about this a bit earlier. I mean, uh, composers tend to use trios, right, as uh, for major events, major statements. Is that something that yeah. uh, you feel to be the case? Well, um, I think the composers felt that they could they could say the most, uh, like. Chamber music-wise, uh, they have in, in a piano trio they almost have an orchestra. Uh, they they can they can do as many colors as uh, as a symphony orchestra can do. Um, but still, it's a small group, and and it and it and it's inviting for experiment. And I think that's the reason um, why they they didn't want to 
uh, write a full-fledged symphony. They wanted they wanted to experiment first, and the trio is just the best choice for that, the piano trio. Um, if you think of uh, Schubert and Tchaikovsky and Rachmaninoff, uh, Dumki, Dvorak, um, those were really the probably the most suitable means to express something that that um, was expressed in a, in a most uh, natural way in the piano trio. Uh, it, might, it might well be. I, I, th I, find, it hard, I find it hard to say, but I, I agree that, that um, but I, I would say similar things speak for the string quartet about how, how much uh, meaning uh, a piece can uh, inherit or, or is given by a composer. But obviously it's true that the piano trio has incredible possibilities. Also, um, a lot of these composers were pianists, no? Mm. And 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 uh, I, I, it probably I, I imagine that. But writing for your own instrument as well, you know, and giving yourself two partners can be something very fulfilling and something very um, very personal. Which uh, you know, when when Beethoven wrote the uh, string quartet, uh, of course they, they they are amazing pieces, but he would not play them himself right yeah i think that's right i think the archduke was beethoven's last um performance actually uh, i think uh, uh you know uh as the as the pianist um ollie you would be um beethoven and the cellist was linker and then the violins of schopenzig and uh and that was the last that was his beethoven's last performance because people said he didn't play so well on the piano although the music was great anymore yes uh, but it also means actually with composers at the piano, I mean, Mendelssohn would be the same, right? Uh, and so on that, uh, and, and composers making these very big personal statements in the trio that you have some of the most amazing repertory uh, in the classical canon. I mean, you know, it's just amazing music that trios can play. So I look forward very much to your performance next year uh, of the Beethoven uh, trios, but also I hope uh, of all these other amazing trios out there um, that we should really hear. And I'm sure that you're wonderful interpreters of these great works. So thank Thanks. you so much, Ollie, and thank you so much, uh, Benny, for uh, uh, taking your time. I know you're very busy. Uh, you have other things on. So thank you very much. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank and thank you for your insights. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.